like, let's start the fucking show, eh? I felt that song was appropriate because we're about to start the show. I like it. Damn right. Sup? This souvenir sounds. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a band that, well, a group. Uh, call it a it's band. become a band, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, they, they do have an album with a lot of instruments on it, and live they are a band. Um, Cypress Hill. We've definitely talked about these guys uh, on other episodes. Um, so we're just going to go full Cypress right now. Right, right. Uh, and I'd like to welcome Johnny. What's up? We're a thruple today. <laughs> Hell yeah. A thruple. <laughs> We're a thruple today. Um, so. Cypress Hill, man. And it's the the unofficial first pot smoking dads. What? <laughs> On audio? <laughs> no. <I'm laughs> Do you remember when the first time you guys heard Cypress Hill was? Not the first exact memory but i do know it was insane in the brain mtv like i was not an early on yeah like i was not i didn't pick up on them on their first album uh, at all i i did i remember hearing hand on the pump because that was that got pretty heavy airplay so i remember hearing hand on the pump when i was like in middle school when you okay heavy airplay like radio okay like i i remember hearing that on like you know, the Power 96s and... Yeah. See, and at that age, I didn't really listen to that radio. I was listening to, like, Zeta most of the time. So it was all rock all the time. Yeah. So I, my my way of seeing them was MTV. By way of Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was insane in the, in the brain, too. I mean, I rode, I rode a bus uh, a lot to school. Uh, and I rode it to Carroll City, which is very far from where we lived in Hialeah, where we lived and grew up. And the bus driver was all about R&B and hip hop on the way to school. Oh, so for like nice. two hours every morning Lucky. and every afternoon, <laughs> you know, I was getting a lot of rap and, you know, Cypress Hill and Fresh Prince and all that early, great early 90s stuff. Right. And lots of R&B, baby, some Whitney, some Luther. All on the bus. Never too much. Never, never too, too much. much. <laughs> I had an old Cuban much. lady just playing Latin music all the time on I, my bus. <laughs> I rode on one of those buses too. <laughs> Bro, speaking of buses and music, I like for sure we played Temple of Boom on a few field trips. Oh, in high yeah, school for sure. But we used to terrorize the hell out of our uh, out of the whatever bus driver and our art teacher. <laughs> oh man, we play all kinds. Of, we play the Evil play Empire like on a boombox. Like, yeah, I, it's the nineties. What like what other means? No, through my <laughs> through my Bose speaker. Yeah, yeah. I had I brought I left a boombox there in the art room and the gallery for everybody to use. Just a old Sony one with a CD player, the little the little flip top. I just I couldn't imagine like taking my my boombox to school and risk like it getting jacked. 
It did get jacked. <laughs> of course. It eventually got jacked. Right along with all of my sketchbooks. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I think it got jacked out of my locker. I, I had paintings that got stolen out of a drawer. Seriously? Yeah. I had people take the, remember the, the Johnny the Homicidal Maniac one that I did? Uh, the oil pastel? Yep. Somebody took that. I ended up years later uh, finding out who did it. Um, and it was somebody who lived like a couple blocks away. And? And whatever, they still have it probably. Aww. Or they threw it out or something. That was a fun piece. So you didn't, uh, you know. No, nah, I didn't try to repossess my own work. <laughs> uh, Not repossess, but at least collect some taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a girl, so I let her slide, you know. I was uh, like, okay. you, can, you can have it, I guess. I think Cypress Hill would have been okay with you taking some revenge right. Right. on the thieves that did you <laughs> I wrong. ain't going out like that. <laughs> I ain't going out like that. I ain't going out. Yo, <laughs> uh, Yo uh, honestly, dude, like, I'm super casual Cypress Hill fan. Um, I know a little bit, and it's, it's one of those bands that's been around since that early to mid-90s when I first discovered them on Beavis and Butthead, but I've always been like, if it's if it just happens to come on in some way or another, radio, TV, whatever, I'm gonna listen to it. So it's like I would always get excited whenever I'd I'd hear it, because not, nothing else sounded like it ever during that time. Yeah, and I gotta say, when I was like building the playlist, they're so much fun to listen to, you know, because they're kind of like in the same vein as like a Beastie Boys, where it's very right. like upbeat and fun. And like, you, like it makes you want to like, you know, bob your head, and you know, like you want to jam it in the car. Like, yeah, I had my stereo at forty, whatever that number means, <laughs> uh, in my car on the way over here. Redlining the yeah. whole way over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did you listen to? Um, I mean, I just I listened to the playlist that we made, uh, and I just I put it on shuffle, and you know, I I basically picked song like my favorite songs from like all the albums um and and i can't wait to hear some of the more of the b-side <laughs> stuff that jose gets because jose digs jose's got right. that deep cuts. Deep, yeah yeah he's in the last you know 30 minutes he's played like five songs from bands that i feel like i'm a fan of and i've never heard any of the shit that he played <laughs> for me <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Yeah, that's my mutant that's power. That's awesome, apparently. though. That's Ho awesome. Jose is definitely a tastemaker. Uh, I can attribute many of the bands that I enjoy today to Jose, like Vast and Mute Math. Um, Common was another guy you got. Jose, like one day, like Jose just handed me like the whole Common discography on a burn CD. He was like, "Here like you go, MP3 man." CD. He's <laughs> like, Here you go. Yeah, you're welcome. And I was like hooked. After that, with soundtrack cuts, uh, remixes, you're like the music Santa Claus, bro. I tried, dude. He, he really is. He, you know, I I occasionally hope I haven't given you a lump of coal of a CD. <laughs> As a music, honestly, Santa Claus. to me, like anybody who's gonna give you any friend that you have that at some point is gonna give you whatever it is. I've had friends do that before too, like make a couple albums, burn them. Like that shit's gonna stay with you for. For a while and shit, if you listen to it. A yeah, I still got a bunch of the stuff you gave me in my CD binder. You know, that's that's. Yeah, I used to there. love uh, recutting like a soundtrack 
in particular, the Queen of the Dam soundtrack. Oh, that's a good one. I took out the Papa Roach song. Didn't you guys talk about that album recently? Did we, we did soundtracks. Yeah, well, the last we did one was soundtracks. Yeah, yeah and I, I would take all the songs I didn't like off of there. I would keep the five core songs that Jonathan Davis wrote. And then just put songs I thought would belong on a yeah, on a like movie your, your own on a soundtrack about vampires, right? Cuts. Like I, I put um I forgot whose I put um Avoid the Light, the Pantera song from Dracula two thousand. I threw that shit in the Queen of the Dance because it has to do with vampires, right? Yes, it did. <laughs> that was my dumb logic, <laughs> and it fit. I think we've got a Halloween episode brewing right now. Songs about vampires. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. About vampires specifically. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> monster songs and right. oh, do the monster much. <laughs> I'm sure if you like speaking of dig into Booty Collins cover of Monster Mash with Buckethead, really? No, I haven't heard awesome. that. See, so good. You, you see what I mean? The deep cuts, yeah, things that only Jose will find. <laughs> I would have never heard of that album ever or that song. Rather. I forgot what it was that I heard with Booty on it. Was it with Tom Morello? Yeah, I think it was Booty Collins, Tom Morello, and I forgot who else. I don't know if you've ever heard of Kaliukas. She's like a singer. Yeah, yeah. I think she's Colombian. Yeah, she's worked with him a lot. Yeah. There's a song with with her, Booty Collins, and uh, Tyler, the creator. Yes. That's really good. Hell yeah. That's um, What kind of music is it? It's kind of like R&B-ish. Um... She's she's really good though. Like I I like all the stuff she's released. Yeah, and he's old funk bass player from way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. The video is pretty cool. Oh, I, the name of the song. See, this is all this. Oh man, <laughs> but this is the shit I cut out later. You're trimming the fat. <laughs> uh, whatever it's called, you, it's it's on our. It's somewhere out there. Kaliukas. Yeah, he's for, really. Uh, a dope ass bass player man, from way back. He used to mess with uh George Clinton. Yeah, Parliament Funkadelic. Parliament but yeah, some of that funky stuff is what led into that core sound of Cypress Hill, didn't it? Yeah. So you know, and it's it's funny because when they came out, I thought they were like from New York because they very much had like that MC vibe and the music kind of sounded more. And I don't know if because what the first album came out in ninety one. So I don't know if there was really like a West Coast, East Coast sound yet, but they're from L.A. So I went I went doing a little research and uh, they were actually uh, in another band before Cypress Hill. And it was Send Dog, Be Real and Mellow Man Ace and Send Dog and Mellow Man Ace are brothers. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Wow. And so they were all together. Yeah, so, you know, back, you know, like to what you were saying, like you were a casual casual listener. Like, I love the music. Dude, and there's pictures of me in middle school with Cypress Hill shirts that I got in trouble for every time I wore them to school. Yeah. I bet yeah. you would. What was the shirt? <laughs> like, what was the graphic on it? So the original skull with the leaf on top of it from, like, the first album, I had that on a black shirt. And then I had the, the cartoon of the three of them with, I guess, Send Dog holding the blunt. Like, like, he's, like he's trying to give it to you or something. Yeah, and it just says Cypress Hill at the oh, top. Oh, that's awesome. So I would get in trouble for those. And then there were other shirts. I had like a Black Sunday shirt and 
some other shirt that was like a cartoon drawing of them. I think I had bought that shirt. The, the Cypress Hill Experience. The one that... Oh. Uh, the one with the leaf. I had bought like at the Sam Goody that he yeah, worked yeah. at. I bought like a, one of those pins. Okay. I don't uh-huh. know if you remember that. They had like band pins. It was crappy metal that would like bend. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so cute. I bought it anyways. I'd wear that to school. What was that shit at the back of like spin and it, uh, it was like rockabilia a, rockabilia yes yeah, and you could yeah. order all that stuff from rockabilia oh, remember in the I back of the it. magazines yes. with that little black uh, cord whatever plastic cord that those pendants would come with yeah mm. it was like terrible. sweat three or four times that thing smelled <laughs> it was like, like a shoelace like yeah. a leather shoelace cord basically but it would break easily it was it was a different time you know ordering things from the back of a book print media is dead guys right <laughs> No, but but yeah, like I I thought they were from I thought they were from New York. I at the beginning I didn't know they were even from LA. Um, they're actually named after a street in the hood they grew up in. Seriously? Yeah. Be real street. No, the Cypress Hill. <laughs> Be real street. And when you said they, I thought you meant individually. No, the the, the, the bad collectively <laughs> Cypress Hill is uh, Be real street and <laughs> Sand Dog Avenue. Yo. <laughs> I was. I would, I would, I would sell the story off. Like, I, I mean, would, I would <laughs> I at would least make it phonetic, it. bro. Like, be real Boulevard. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> and well, the Cypress Hill. Yeah, their their sound early on was like that. That they were like the West Coast version of what RZA was doing, right? On the East. Okay. Right. Yeah, because you know, like you were saying, like funk music was really kind of the backbone of a lot of the West Coast stuff. And they were they were using a lot of samples. I mean, Hand on the Pump has the the Pumping Duke of the Earl, the Duke of Earl. Like, who would have thought? Because, and that's what that's what caught my ear, right? Because my uncles had a lot of forty fives and stuff, and like they loved all this old school music, all that classic stuff from the fifties and the sixties. So I was familiar with the Duke of Earl song, and when I heard it in the a sample, Duke of Earl song, yeah, Duke. Yeah, and that's in the in the song. Pumping on the balloon. There we go. Oh my god. You know, and there's nothing like, you know. 11-year-old white boys dropping N-bombs everywhere. You know what I mean? Everybody loves to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and he de- he still drops them. He who? Be real. Be real? Yeah. I mean, is he white or is he Chico? Uh, he's half Cuban, half uh, half Mexican. Mexican, yeah. Okay. And Sandog is half Cuban, half black. Yeah, it says they were born in like Pinar de Rio or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Pinar de Rio. Cuban, yeah. yeah, right along with Mellow Man Ace. Yeah, that was, I didn't know that. I remember buying that first album. It was all red and it had like the tracks written in black along in like on a weird disc? pattern on the on the top of the disc. And, you know, we talked about it in the last episode too where when I heard that album and I heard them like rapping in Spanish, I was like, wow, what is this? I love hearing that. Yeah, like, like some one. of my favorite tracks they have are the ones where they go in in Spanish. So that um that first album went double platinum. 
And then that was ninety one. Double platinum. Double platinum. Dude, back in the day, double platinum is yeah. That was, that was not easy because that was sales. That's two million. That's physical copies. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then the, two years later, Black Sunday debuted at number one, and that album went triple platinum. And that was the first time that a rap group had uh, two albums in the top ten on the Billboard at the same time. What? Yeah. And a bunch what, of and a what bunch was of the Chicanos. Time releases. Like two years, probably a little less than two years. Ninety yeah. one, ninety three. And the first album stayed. August, August of ninety one. No, uh, ninety three. Yeah, ninety three for Black Sunday, and then once Black Sunday was out, that's when I started buying like singles, because I started buying CD singles. I remember getting the single for uh, "Insane in the Brain," and I think the B side for that was "Throw Your Set in the Air," where it was on there, or, or was it the the, re- the remix that down. ended up on the remix and revamped? No, was that remix on the, the Q-tip B-side? one? Is it the Q tip? Yeah, I think it re- is a Q-tip remix. Or is that no the hit? Yeah, that's the one that the has a Q-tip remix on remix and revamped. You yeah, because throw your set in the air album. is the one with with Keith Murray and Eric Sermon, Redman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I couldn't. That album didn't pop up on the on Spotify. Is it in there? It sure is. It is. I didn't. I sh- that that was that was a great little album too. Is that what you were playing earlier? I, I had it on shuffle, but if you thought it was something from that remix uh, EP, it was definitely because that boom bitty, uh, boom bitty bye bye with the uh, Fujis with the Fujis that remix. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of good tracks. That was a pretty solid little EP. Is that on the playlist? Uh, it's on the one I started, so but yes. our official one, I'm gonna have to add on to it. Yeah, like I, like I said, I'm I'm excited for like some of the other stuff Jose's gonna add. The stuff that you didn't normally listen to, basically. Well, like I I went through and I I really did the albums right just to kind of familiarize myself with like the rest of their catalog because after like after Skull and Bones, I really didn't I wasn't I really didn't dig Skull and Bones. Um, I still don't. I thought it was kind of a reach. And and like the Beastie Boys, like on Check Your Head, they went kind of like instrumental. They they played instruments, and then that kind of became part of their their creative process. But I really I I wasn't digging it as much for Cypress Hill. I think because just just because it was so heavy for them too, you know, like it was very heavy, lip biscuity. Because they dabbled kind of. They dabbled with that in four. A lot, especially did, with Lightning yeah. Strikes and Checkmate. That's, yeah, that's the last album I bought, and I haven't listened to it in years. But I remember liking because the, they've gone the, through the, phases. the album that you hate, basically. The, what Skull and Bones? The but I remember like really enjoying the rock portion of it when yeah. I first bought it. Listening to the hip hop portion of disc, the hip hop disc was disc one, right? And then right. the rock disc was yeah. Disc Skull two. was the rap. Disc okay. and Bones was I remember the rock. listening to, to that one, to the hip-hop one, for a little bit just to kind of, you know, to listen to it. And then really kind of vibing with uh, the rock one. But it's an album also that I bought it when it first came out, and I 
I haven't bought another Cypress Hill album since, and I haven't listened to that one in at least I, 15 years. I thought that sound was, it was way ahead of their time. But by the time they got to Rise Up, which is, I mean, one album behind their latest one. But on that album, I think they mastered that sound. It took them long enough because they would only dabble on it just a little bit. On that album, it sounds like it's played by a band. Right. That's why it's still, like someone aside from them. Temple of Boom, it's, it's probably my favorite project they have. Not only do you get Tom Morello, you get some members from System of a Down. You oh, get, for real? Yeah, you get Mark Anthony and Pitbull on a track. Yeah. Mark Ama- Anthony me- with Cypress Hill? And Pitbull on the same track. It's called Armada Latina. And it, they do the Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. Yep. Um, what's that one called? Let's play. Uh, let's go ahead and play that one. We'll play it for just for you, Johnny. Aww. They have a track with Mike Shinoda on it. Dude, it's a, a fire from project. Lincoln Park, is yeah. It? it it sounds like um a Fort Minor track. Here we go. But would be real and send up. Uh yeah. See, that's that's the kind of like that's the kind of influence they had even because Rise Up was 2009, right? So this is yeah, it's already been a while back. Yeah, it's already they've been out for a while and they were still able to pull like a Pitbull and a Mark Anthony onto the track. You so know, this was 2009 when that happened. Yeah, Rise Up was 2009. That's what I have here. And then the last album was was 2018 and that yeah, that uh, was the longest gap between albums good like he was dropping mad years. solo projects right well they all were they were all working on in between what after after uh temples of boom mugs left for a while right because he's not on four right is, is he no, on, he's maybe he's a little bit partial but, on four but after that I think that's why Skull and Bones has such a, a hard drop in sound and right. quality. It's that production wasn't there. And every song, at least on the rap portion, to me, every song sounds like it's, they just tweaked the same beat a little bit. They so had like a, like a Rolodex cutter? of maybe, like, yeah, like a Rolodex of maybe like six, seven different sounds, and they would just shuffle those sounds around between the songs. Yeah. So it sounds very... I guess in a way they they were trying to reinvent their sounds and they couldn't do any of the shit that they've done after that without doing Skull and Bones. Right. Hmm. Like Korn needed to do that shitty album that David wasn't a part of. The first one where he was gone. They did an album was, without David? Yeah, it was a oh, self-titled okay. uh, uh, the second Korn 2. They just called it Untitled, but it was technically I the second Korn album. years ago. No, I was... I still listen to them. I know. I'm sure I listen to it, but... But that shit was whack, but they couldn't... 
they couldn't have done some of the some of the later stuff they they pulled off without doing that album. Right. But with all Skull and Bones, they could not have done uh Stone Raiders. They couldn't have done right. Told Death to Us Part. I, I think uh, from Stone Raiders, I think that one has some of the best guest appearances. Hell yeah. Uh that from from all of their albums. Um like people featuring on tracks? Yeah, because Corrupt is on a track. Which um, is a super dope track. Yeah, that's a super so dope like track. A, it goes through the timeline of their career mm-hmm. up until that point. Oh, that's cool. I like So, that. like, the first... Uh, and they'll, whenever they mention some of the songs on those albums, they'll play, like, a quick little sample of that, like, the very noticeable sample on that song that were played in the background. They, they so make a like lot a of callbacks to earlier stuff. And a lot of rappers do, but there's a couple of tracks that are like fucking hip hop Easter eggs and shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. get hip hop Easter egg. Right. Uh, that's that's a good sorry. way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Cause like hand on the Glock is just like a reworked version of hand on the pump or something. True. And I was just when I heard that I was like, eh. I was like, you guys were dialing it in on that one, right? <laughs> You need fillers, though. That's important. You got to have those filler tracks on the album. Um, oh, MC Ren was on one of those tracks, really? too. Yeah. But obviously, the best one Met the man and red is man. Red, Meth, and B. Y'all ready for this? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, listen to this. We going to come at you. That's the song you were playing earlier. Yeah, oh, as soon song, as I dude. heard Redman come in, it was like, ah. I was bumping this hard <laughs> in the car. Right, like pain rallying. And I and I love Redman. So do I, dude. Redman's so good. Method Man is awesome. Method Man's amazing. And I'm trying to. <laughs> But yeah, that's and of course, you know, Cypress Hill made a lot of did a lot of movie appearances. They were in How High with these guys, right? They're yeah. in the party scene. They were the the band or the group performing at the party. Yeah, that's a movie I'd have to rewatch. And they were in, weren't they in uh, Meteor Man with Robert yes. Townsend? They were in oh, Meteor wow. Man. They what were. a callback. Yeah. I remember that. That's like I the saw only... that in the theaters. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> at, what, at the Dollar Theater? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't want Metco. The little Hialeah Theater <laughs> used to be across from Westland. Yeah, that was the Dollar Theater. Yeah. I love that theater. I saw, I got the hookup like three times there. I saw something James Bond there in the 80s. I don't remember. though. <laughs> I saw Flight of the Navigator there. Flight of the Navigator? Really? Mm-hmm. In what? Like, that was like 88? Yeah, that was like that was mid eighties for sure. Eighty six, between eighty six and eighty eight. That was like I was like Pee Wee Herman is a alien spaceship, right? So weird. And that's when I crushed hard on Sarah Jessica Parker. Footface, seriously? Because she was like his nurse. Is that what you just called her? Yeah, a lot of people don't think she's attractive. I don't think Angelina Jolie is attractive. So I can see unpopular opinions. Hackers, Angelina Jolie. I find attractive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. She looks like a frog to me. Those <laughs> big oh, ass damn, eyes. Dog, that's so hard. I mean, look, I'm sure. <laughs> like a live anime. I'm sure she'd have a 
few choice words for my appearance as well. <laughs> she right. saw me. Probably. <laughs> She'd be like, shut up, bitch. I'll adopt your ass. <laughs> Please. <laughs> At least you have a Tyler Durden as your adopted father, right? Family Guy did like a Sarah Jessica Parker foot face joke. Oh, yeah. Her face was a foot. They do the foot face for uh, Robert Pattinson, too. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, she had like. He's going to crush in that movie. This like. Batman? Funny color so. hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks okay. Looks like it might be all right. But it's like, fuck, another Batman movie, bro? Like It's okay. Th- I'll tell you this. Not to like beard too far off of what the fuck we're here for. No, nah, that's what we do here. Well, <laughs> we go that storyline that that movie is based off of is super dope. Is it like the detective comic stuff? No, nah, basically it's, it plays out like a detective story. It's not detective comics because that was like. You know, but like at, at the beginning, 1900s, like when Batman first came out, I think it was called Detective Comics. Right. And he would like he had a gun and stuff. Right. Well, that I the, don't know. The first the first his first appearance, he did. He had yeah. A pistol. Yeah. He had a pistol and he was like fighting like gangsters and stuff. Right. He was like, I watched some like documentary about comics and they were talking about how, you know, Superman was for, you know, the working man. Uh, you know, the the Midwest, the people of the Midwest, right? Because he's yeah. from Kansas or whatever. He's their hero. And then Batman was for, like, the inner city, and he was fighting the mob and the have gangsters. You, have you seen the Wonder Woman stuff? What Wonder Woman? Okay. Like uh, yeah, movie? oh, that, don't know. No. The background? One of the, one of the early uh, writers or artists would often draw her in, like, bandage poses. So he'd be, they'd be flipping through pages of these Wonder Woman comics, and there's rarely ever a panel in the comic where she's not bound or tied up in some way. Oh, yeah. There's like a movie about him and his wife and the mistress. Dude's a mad creeper, bro. Yep. Mad creeper. <laughs> it's the fine line between yeah. creeper and fetish. But Batman, <laughs> Batman with like gun, like in the, in the alternate universe or whatever, his dad is Batman. Bruce Wayne got killed along with his mom instead of the dad and the mom. Oh. And uh, whatever his name was, I forget. I was going to say John Wayne. <laughs> John Wayne. Wow. Thomas like Wayne? Th- Thomas Wayne. He ends up becoming Batman, but he's like hardcore Batman. Double pistols, just taking motherfuckers out. Blah, 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 his blah, mom blah. didn't get killed. His mom became the Joker. Well. Was it not? I don't know. I'm talking about like flashpoints. Yeah. Yeah, that, I didn't get that far. I didn't see that. Or I don't remember it. I don't I know. Was, hey, spoiler alert. Hey, <laughs> that shit's old, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. What is all that from? Comic books and shit. Oh, and just then, the comic books? And then yeah. movies. They'll make, movie, they'll make like animated movies. Yeah, there. I've seen some of the animated. I watched the, yeah. uh, was it the Under the Red Hood? Is that the one where yeah. he's beating the crap out of Robin? Todd. In the yeah. first scene? I was like, whoa. That's one where he kills his ass. I was like, this is intense, bro. Dude, but speaking of comics, you saw they dropped a new uh, a Cypress Hill graphic novel. That's what? right. Yes, they sure did. Seriously? Nice yep. way to bring it back. <laughs> right? You're welcome. Because <laughs> it's been yeah. 30 years since they dropped the first album. So that was their way of celebrating it, was doing a graphic yeah, novel? Dude. And the cover looks sick. Okay. The, the deluxe edition, the hardcover, it's um done by Mr. Cartoon. It's like a super famous tattoo artist out in the uh, Cali. Like so, the classic Chicano uh, style tattoos that you see mm-hmm. and like the low rider signs and all that. Like he helped 
like uh, make that that distinct look for them. Bro, I used to buy the lowrider art magazines. They were so cool. He'd be in every love every that issue. Shit. I used to buy them. Yeah, those yeah. were so cool. I loved all those drawings when they would draw like the Aztec gods and shit like that. Oh man. Like once Black Sunday and Insane in the Brain came out, they were just like they went so mainstream. Like everybody loved them. And they I think they they played at the second Lollapalooza ever. And I don't know if you saw, but I po- I posted the first Lollapalooza flyer. Did you see that? No. It was it was like Nine Inch Nails, Jane's Addiction, Susie and the Banshees, and um wasn't Tool? Like Butthole Surfers. Or not Tool wasn't the, the They're tool. a group or a band that has seemed to like cross into, you know, other genres of music or like fit in well. Like they seem to like fit in well in like a festival setting. Uh Cypress Hill? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah dude. I, I saw them with um with three eleven. They that were on tour with sounds like an awesome show. With three eleven and Sublime with Rome. So this was a more like recent. This was probably like this is probably like around 09. This is probably for like Rise Up. Yeah, because I think I think in 09 is the first album Sublime with Rome did. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I don't know how many years was it that uh, Brad Noel had passed. Yeah, it must have been like 96. Yeah. And they had dropped uh, that little EP and like a live album. Mm-hmm. They did Long Beach Dub All Stars. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, that's got to be... That's got to be hard, you know, to kind of move on without somebody who was like so prominent in your band, you right. know, a singer, you know, look at Led Zeppelin after Bonham died. Like they were like, forget it because they were all so close. You know, they made all that music for, you know, eight or nine albums that they that they did. Who do you replace with somebody who's considered one of the greatest of all time to do it? You know, and, Bre- you know. Bradley Noel, I mean, he was so, he had such a, a distinct voice and writing style, you know, I love. Yeah, he's a, one of a kind. Yeah, their, their music was great. Like Shannon Hoon? Shannon Hoon. I mean, I was, I was never huge into Blind Melon or. I always loved his voice and there was yeah. always like a an awesome energy to that band. Like, I didn't necessarily like all their albums, but the songs I did like, I'm like, I fucking love those songs. Yeah, that you ever heard that song, Galaxy 500? Oh, man, I love that song. Galaxy 500? Yeah, by Blind Melon. I oh. have to hear the song. You're right. I have to hear the song. It's a good one. And we haven't even gotten into any of the Cypress Hill rabbit holes, so we should definitely well, like get... There was uh, Psycho Realm. Yeah, Psycho Realm, yes, that's right. The projects he did with that rapper Burner, his solo project. Have other projects <coughs> been hip hop, or has anybody kind of like experimented or ventured out and into, into any other genres of music? Uh, the only one that really did was uh, Send Dog. Yeah, because he had um, a band called SX Ten. Right. So and that, was, and that was basically at the prime of new metal. So it's like a new within metal like sound. the first five seven years of new metal really like horn maybe was about to drop their third pro- their third album um, follow the leader follow the leader so it's around that time that so it's like that's late, after four it's like 97 it's around yeah it's around that time that four dropped 
And that's why I was a big fan of uh, Temple of Boom. It's because it was the one album he was involved in the least. I think I like that album because I was, I, you know, when I was building this playlist, which was a, another reason why it was really fun, was I, was I listened to it on my headphones. I was listening to everything on my headphones. That's the best way. And I know. haven't done that in such a long time. And listening to uh, Temples of Boom with the headphones on just brought me back to my teenage bedroom, getting stoned by myself, and you know, and just like with my headphones on, you know, my my cheapy Sony's I picked up from Marshalls or wherever. <laughs> I was the kid that like my mom gave me her stereo whenever she upgraded. So it was like a mid to late 80s big ass tower stereo with this changer in it. So I, I didn't really listen to music with headphones when I was a kid. My family's where where I the places where I listen to music like at my tia's house she had those big like component stereo systems yeah. too so I was always spinning records on on the big stuff but at home you know late at night you know it's bedtime so and like a disc man or something like that yeah disc man or I'd plug my headphones into my boombox you know oh that's true see that album for sure for me is a must own on vinyl. Oh, yeah. on vinyl? Yeah. Temp, uh, yeah. Three. Temple is something like that available on vinyl right now? Um, I've never really looked. That's on my that's on my list. And whenever I go record shopping, I do look for it. But I haven't seen it. How? Okay. Here's an interesting one because I didn't think about it until recently because I started doing it. But like, how much hip hop do you listen to on vinyl? Like, reg- like in comparison to everything else that you're likely li- to listen to on vinyl. Like hip-hop overall, I'm probably, like like you, I'm a casual listener. Um, I do have hip-hop out vinyl. Like I have... I've given him one. Yeah. The Idlewild soundtrack. Yeah, Idlewild. Um, I have like some Roots records. I have a bunch of Beastie Boys. I just... I'll only just recently... I love hip hop, man. Oh, Only just shit, recently, oh! <laughs> Only just recently did I start like thinking to myself, like I'm buying all this vinyl. Like, why the fuck aren't I buying some of the best hip hop vinyl that I would want to own? I paid like seventy bucks for for Mad. Was it Mad Villainy? Yeah, the, the one with Mad Lib, oh, right? Yes, for the MF Doom and Mad Lib album. And no, I felt bad. like I paid a good price for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that you'll rarely find that for under 120, 200 bucks. Yeah, no, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like if yeah, you if yeah, they had you got this, a good deal that on Cypress that. Hill album for, you know, the average right now is like 30 bucks for for a vinyl record. Yeah. Like 27 to 30 kind of is what I usually pay. Yeah. For something that's like in production now or whatnot. But I paid 70 bucks for something if I really, really want. Yeah, not you know those those labels are not gonna do too many pressings of stuff like that, you know. Right. And for hip hop, for me, it depends on what group it is or what artist for me to want it on vinyl. Because if it's no live instruments, I'd I'd rather not. I'll just listen to it, however, MP3 or on CD. Yeah, I have the the Master Killer one. Which one? The Made in Brooklyn. Yeah, the se- his second. Is that the one with his kid on it? Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I love, love Notes. Notes that date is such an awesome album, though. 
I gotta listen to it, man. I haven't listened to it in a while. But, but yeah, the RZA and, and the RZA's another reason Temple of Boom's, uh, in my opinion, their best album. Like pound for pound, it's the the most iconic sounds to me are on that album. I I think that's definitely like the peak of that that original sound. Yeah, right. Because you hear it, you hear it progress into Black Sunday from the first album, and then into three because four kind of like it changed like like you said it like there's a drop to it like it changes or whatever yeah it's like it feels like half of almost like anima for tool where half of it feels like it's it's justin chancellor and the and some of it sounds like it's still paul playing it's because half that shit was written by and played by paul so there's like a weird um, There's a weird a mel- clash yeah, of- and not necessarily it's, but that's where the diamond is created, right? At that, that tension, at that point of tension, is a fucking masterpiece. Uh, this is to me, they're anima. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, it's such a, and on headphones, dude. It sounds like you're gonna play <laughs> Sepultura. <laughs> You ready to die for this? You know, and sometimes you'll like, like there's moments in like movies and TV shows and in music where you'll like realize something, like it'll make it real for you. And I think right there, made getting jumped real for me because you hear like you hear them the punching the dude I mean I got like I got him maybe like three times like once like pop 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 Jump. pop the chain and then they took off yeah it was like a quick like pop 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 I'm walking home from HML to my apartment and out of nowhere I, I hear the break like I hear the three slaps of meat Pop, pop, pop My neck hurt a little bit And then the chain popped off <laughs> And they fucking skip Down the street Fuck it bro, it's just a chain Yeah, I was like, oh, whatever That shit sucked we were, uh, so I've heard, But I've heard that sound Surround sound like, yeah. I, like, I've, <laughs> In middle school I was with a group And uh it, two dudes, big ass dudes, must have been high schoolers, came up, asked my friend for his watch. He was like, no, I'm not going to give you my watch. It's my brother's watch. I was like, you're going to give me that watch. I'm not going to give you the watch. Bomb, he got po- gets popped in the eye, and the dude just rips the watch right off of his wrist. We were like in middle school, so, you know, but he's crying all the way till he gets <laughs> somewhere to cause mom, you know. But I've never been the one... For getting his ass kicked. Oh, you've never been at the receiving end of it. No, nah, I've never. No, that's I've ha- I gotten jacked, but I've never like nobody's ever tried to. But I also gave up the goods. I was like, oh man, I was it's like, same thing. Yeah. They wanted my Walkman. I was like, oh damn. But like the imagery of the song puts you there, so you kind of already know what what the experience is, without having to get your ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, I've I've not necessarily thrown hands, but I've struck people very okay. intensely in like a week. Struck spot. people very intensely. What? Yeah, like <laughs> in th- this. W- you've no, huh. you've met this dude, Milton. 
Uh-huh. Bro, I've had to hit that guy at least twice. Okay, but does that mean like not a punch? Did you punch yes, somebody? Yes, but it was not like like it wasn't we weren't was squaring like off. A, okay. He was just like exposed like that. He was uh, fucking with my homeboy Arthur. Popped him underneath the and the rib. But he had him in a way that wasn't no fair. Like if y'all gonna fight, fight it out. Don't don't get don't hold him up against a car. Don't put your neck, up, you know, your Bitch your forearm shit. up against his neck. Yeah. No, if you guys are gonna fight, go throw throw hands. No, no bullshit. And he had him pinned in a way that was not fair. So like I, bro, I went at him like that, like a, like if I was Ken or Ryu. Street fights are never like fair. Like uppercut, dude. dude, like that. What? <laughs> like, but up into his rib. The street fights are never fair, man. Yeah. When you get in yeah. a street fight, it's like everything goes. And when we were younger, some. Some dude was fucking with my brother, and you know how that goes. Yeah. You got to stand so, up for yeah. your brother. I thought I was going to get beat up one time because I stuck up for a kid that was getting picked on on the bus. Uh, but no, they I and I even challenged them. I was like, why are you picking on this guy? I was like, you want to pick on somebody? Pick on me. And they all kind of looked at me weird, and that, like, and nothing happened. That was it. They stopped picking on that kid. They never said nothing to me. It was, and then it was all good on the bus nice. afterwards. I was like, cool. Because <laughs> I thought for sure, yo. like, after I did it, like, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get off this I'm bus committed. and they're going to beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, he already started thinking about, like, what parts of his body were going to be hurting for, like, a week and a half. <laughs> but, yeah, I totally thought I was going to get my ass beat. And I did get jacked for a Walkman, which very much sucked. I hated that. It had a tape in there. You remember what it was? Yes. So there were they used to play concerts on Sunday night, full concerts on Big One Hundred Six. So I recorded a a Robert Plant concert and a and um he does a cover of a lullaby lullaby by the Cure. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, I had that was on one side, and then there was something on the other side. Whatever, but I still remember that because I re- I sat there and I recorded that damn thing from the radio onto a tape, so I could listen to it. It's a Bummer. terrible fucking thing to do, man. I heard Robert Plant at Flanagan's today for lunch. <laughs> like, oh, cool. like some of his oh, solo was work. On the jukebox. Yeah, somebody played on the jukebox. I was like, so random, because my mom was like a huge Zeppelin fan, and then she loved all his shit. Um, she's the one that in- my my mom introduced me to Zeppelin. Yeah, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, all of that shit. I used to listen to as a kid. Yeah, her sh- her shit was you know, uh, Zeppelin, uh, Van Halen. Van Halen for we, sure. We had a lot of the Van Hagar stuff. Oh, <laughs> dude, <David laughs> bro. Yeah, fuck out of here with. I know. Just right. I'll I'll put it up. I'll throw it up on the Instagram. Van Halen I, or Van Hagar or both, because they're both had good. I can never get into the Hagar stuff, but that that no. was just not really my style. Yeah, it was very bad ballady. Yeah, I was raised. My mom was like loved the glam rock stuff, the real like party on Saturday night mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, my mom had some Elton John and Bowie and stuff like that. Yeah. That that w- my mom had she'd have like Elton John. My mom had a lot of pop music too, so I was yeah. always listening to a variety of stuff, just not hip hop. Yeah, That's for sure. Hip hop came from elsewhere. Exactly. Hip hop came from from my lis- friends, from the radio. From yeah, the radio. And your friends. MTV, yo, MTV raps. <laughs> right. You know, I had somebody. Oh, 
Well, even even I would say like okay, I knew who Rum DMC was as a kid, right? Because Aerosmith, right. whenever they did that collaboration, That's the song, right? right? Yeah. And after that, there wasn't much hip hop that I would actually listen to. I wasn't listening to like um, Criss Cross and shit when they came out. Not really. I, I knew it was out, and I would listen to it, and I would think, "Oh, this is pretty dope." But I wasn't like that. Didn't make me. A, a hardcore hip hop fan and shit like Beavis and Butthead playing whatever the fuck and kind of introducing me to stuff that I wouldn't already see on MTV or something. Right. That's what would kind of like open, open you, me up to other shit. That's how I list. I guess once I found Cypress Hill on there, that that's like the first hip hop group that I would actually try to listen to. You know what I mean? Like, like, Oh, I, I might go buy a record now. Mm hmm. Not a vinyl, but a fucking album or a tape or, or whatnot. That's such a random place to really p- get put on to Cypress Hill. It is. It's odd, but it's awesome. Because that was like the, the same place I first heard of Tool. Henry Rawlings. Henry Rawlings is that's uh, the first place White I Zombie. heard of Henry Rawlings. White Zombie, not Yeah. And this is back when I wasn't into this stuff. Like, I wasn't into rock until I got... Into high school. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't really into hip hop. Like it, was, really. it wasn't until Manson did Sweet Dreams okay. that I get into it. I mean, I was aware of what was happening because <laughs> as much as I was into hip hop, I was still paying attention, you know, to to like how things worked and who was like what was happening with just music in general. Yeah, you had an w- yeah. awareness, but like yeah. me, like you weren't necessarily like diving headfirst into that specific no at all genre of music at all. No, on yeah, the contrary, I, I would. I would end up ribbing on on. I was like one of the hip hop kids, like oh fucking rockers, oh fucking fucking rappers, yeah, like those. I was one of those dudes. Oh man, did I ever get a taste of my own medicine? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) middle school, I was like that too. I, you know what I do love about Cypress Hill is the um, are all the interludes, the mugs interludes, and I didn't, I didn't put any of those on the playlist yet, but maybe we should, and. A I lot of those have a mugs track on there. Those are those are some of my the what? You I should, do have a mugs track on there. You should do one of your master compilation discs of only all the interludes. <laughs> this is uh thirty three tracks and it's two hours and seven minutes. That's one album or just the one the playlist? No, the playlist. Like I put Puppet Master. Oh, Doctor Dr. Dre. Doctor Dre. Uh, DJ Mugs. It has a song with Cool G Rap called Day of the Dead. Oh, how is that? It's awesome. When did that come out? Uh, ooh, let me go check. I like Cool G Rap. He's somebody that... Yeah, 2018. 2018? So yeah, it's a, it's a Soul Assassins album called Dia del, Dia del Asesinato. His bars are good? Of course. There was and uh, on the third track, it's uh, MF Doom and Cool G Rap as well. He had some bars on uh, on R.A. the Rugged Man's album. Did you listen to that? Uh, which? Uh, the most recent one that came out. I think that the I'm one that has that song? Uh, that's, it sounds like a classic Wu-Tang song. He's got a song with Wu-Tang on yeah, there yeah. and Cool G Rap. Oh, that's such a badass song. It is. But the, some of Cool G Rap's bars, I'm like, ah, I don't really like them that much. Well, yeah, that Muggs album is really good. The He's kept releasing the He's last one he released, busy. the one that you posted on the Instagram. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, I'm talking about one that came out in 2018. 
called the Dia del Asesinato, a Soul Assassins project. If it was a numerical order to them, like how their albums were, I would assume this is probably Soul Assassins 5. Have they they've released that many? Yeah. Wow. They've kept dropping them. They yeah. all haven't, you know, been or hold up to the candle of the first one. Because you had that. You had Karen. Yeah, one was, was on that. Yeah, that was a, that was special. And that was like, but that was like at the peak of that. That's, I think that's where they peaked, right? Like. Yeah. Like around. That was their black album. Their Metallica's black album. Yeah. <laughs> Not playing. And that was like the same time too, right? Like that's bands blew up like crazy and like three albums, you know? Because look, by the time, um, I know I keep mentioning Corn, but I was a big fan. When Issues came out, that's when they they really blew up. When Corn blew up. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly wasn't really listening to them that much at that point. I think that's the last album that I had either bought. I think I... Damn, you sure fell off that it. early on? Yeah. Jesus. I just... Were I you was even always listening bro? to... No. <laughs> honestly, like, I would start listening to other stuff, and... I would have a hard time keeping yeah. up with any one specific band. So I was like, wherever I got into something next, I would just kind of listen to that for a while. I mean, I always stuck with a couple of bands. Yeah. You know, I always stuck with 311. Uh, yeah, still to this day. Yeah, I mean. Even with their blemishes, which is something that we'll definitely get into on the <laughs> next episode. <laughs> About blemishes. In 311's <laughs> career, specifically. <laughs> Oh, poor three eleven. You guys are gonna do a three eleven episode. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, out of all the bands I listen to, I I feel like they've been the most consistent, and like every album's like pretty good. With like, even my least favorite album is probably pretty good. You but know, they've gone through stages. Like they have <clears throat> almost like Cypress Hill has little sections of of their career where it's. They they take a different shift in sound and then they they just see how far they can take it. Mm. And then kind of incorporate something from the past and it just like it sounds a little different again. Right. Because after four is when they had that that weird skull and bones project. Have they ever done that again? Like do like try to do rock again? Uh, they do it throughout the whole album. But it doesn't feel. No, it doesn't feel forced at all. Because it sounds like it's all being played live, like with live instruments by the same, like the same set of instruments that are making what sounds more like a rock song or a rap song. They, it still sounds uniform, like it's part of the same project. Right. Like head PE. Like how many head PE projects have you heard where they'll have one song where it sounds like a straight up punk song? Yeah. And then another, like a another song that's hip-hop. way more hip hop. They're really good at it too. Yeah, I had to fall off because yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, too. I mean, some of that guy's lyrics. I'm like, ah, buddy. I only <laughs> listened to the first two albums. Yeah, I mean, I kept listening for a while, but they fell off early on. I don't know. Um, what do you think about like Ice T's little rock project? Oh, Body Count. Body Count. Man, that shit's oh, that was the, cool that was hell, one though. of the other bands that was at um the. The first Lollapalooza. Oh, that's body right. Count? Not Body Count. But what, he, it was Ice-T for sure. I don't He's know if He's been around for that. Dude, it, was around, it was a perfect time. It was around yeah. the time um, Cop Killer came out. The first couple albums, so it was all like yeah. thrash. Cop no, Killer. I was never a fan of that. It sounds like <laughs> we've actually thrash, mentioned that too. That, you know. 
What, I'm, that you don't like that song? Yeah, we Ice-T keeps coming up, bro. Ice-T keeps coming up in the conversation. And I'm like, <laughs> eh, Ice-T. Him and he has a Angelina Jolie are going to sure. hate me. Yeah, I've listened to, to some of the albums. And I, you know, I, I dig. I dug it for like a little bit. But it's not something I can listen to like that I will come back to regularly. Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of like real, real heavy, heavy music. Like I like Corn, and I like Metallica. You know, I like Pantera. Okay. But okay. You know, okay. I'm Dying. not. Dying. I'm not listening to all that stuff every day. You all know. All you need to like is Pantera, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> you need to like. Yeah, I mean Pantera is awesome. I love Pantera. Yeah, I be listening to heavy shit like randomly. Like I'll get in the mood for it. And it'll be made like that's my three, mashed potatoes, weeks. bro. What's three, your steak? My steak? Just good old rock and roll. No. Good old no. rock and roll. No, but it's usually heavy. But also, hip hop's like the other side. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. Or it's seconds. My hip hop, yeah, for me, it was just, it seemed like it was always around, you know? I My cousin had. The Beastie Boys' first album, like when Brass, when all that dropped, like he had the record, and I remember we listened to the record, and I was like, "Oh, cool, this is awesome!" And I love the giant plane crashing <laughs> album cover, right? <laughs> the giant plane crashing. Yeah, like us growing up, it was at least um, bef- from what I can remember before my parents um, split. Like my sister was listening to shit like Madonna. Uh, Billy Idol. That's my mom. Yeah, and that's all stuff that was on the radio and popular at that time. Yeah. You know, like oh, you said, run DMC. Run DMC. Yeah. Run DMC. She dug. So that was like early on what I remember. Because that became as far popular. As yeah, it was like it was what maybe five when that shit was around. They were like the I can public remember, face yeah. of hip hop. Because to me, there, to me, right. their outfits stuck out compared to the way everybody else is dressed. Like you believe everybody else was from. From one city, and then these guys are like, uh, yo, these well, they guys were like, are, oh, we're just gonna wear a little different. We, yeah, yeah, like they're out the Adidas, uh, really caught my eye. They were like, oh, we're just gonna wear what we wear on the street, right? Yeah, which were technically drug dealer outfits. <laughs> 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 the average shit. person couldn't afford those fucking outfits, dude. Yeah, they're like, fuck it, we're not gonna f- buy flashy R&B like costume-looking decorative stuff. Yeah, because that's n- that's not what hip hop was, you know. Yeah. That was disco. That was the end of disco, you know. And hip hop, what even like the beginnings of that, like DJs and stuff, and all those, you know, um, Grandmaster Flash and all those guys that transition from from disco to hip hop, right? And still, like now, even even now, there's more hip hop is the disco now, right? Yeah. You go to a club somewhere. And they're playing hip hop. A lot Damn, of places play hip hop. Think about it like that. You know, like there's a lot of pop music too, and dance music is real popular down here. You know, and uh, you know, again, the the stuff we grew up with, freestyle. You know, all that TKA and the Johnny O and the Take Me, Take Me in Your Arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look out, weekend, because you are cold. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's all. That's all disco music too. You know. But look. Yeah, it's all about, like, the that rhythm was, and the sound. How that was back in the day. And what do we have now? We have shit like Chromio. Yeah. Dude, Chromio is super dope. Yeah, disco, disco, like, the disco sound and the beat and the rhythm of disco, I think, 
comes out a lot now in like the alt R&B and like the alt rock kind of stuff. Even like Tame Impala, like some of that stuff sounds kind of disco-y. It does. Right. You know? Do you like Tame? You like Tame Impala. Yeah. Like for me, like last year was all about that last album. That's the slow rush. I, uh, like I, I couldn't stop listening to that. I couldn't stop listening to it. It was, it was fantastic. I loved it. I, I was sad he didn't put that song Patience. He released a couple of singles at the beginning. And one of them was called Patience. And is it, does it, it have like a disco sound to it? Kind of, yeah. Like a ballady disco era okay. track, you know, but it didn't make it to the album. I was so sad because I bought, I bought the record before we, I knew the track listing. I bought like a limited edition one. How much did that cost? If you don't mind me asking. I think it was like 50 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't. And it, it and now like if you look it up, it's like a uh, hundred, a hundred plus. I bought like that re-release of Radiohead's OK Computer. I think I paid more than that. I don't, I can't remember exactly how much. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah. But I got it as a Christmas gift. That, and see, and I missed Christmas. We missed Christmas last year because my family usually does a gift exchange. And what I will do is what I will give them a list of records I want. Oh. So man. every Christmas, I know I'm going to get a record that I want. I stopped asking them because I would ask for it and I would always get a, CD. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would. Spi- I want a vinyl. I yeah, to, exactly. I would explicitly, well, explicitly list like vinyl. This yeah. is what I want, and that's what I did for like three years in a row. The last time I got one was my tia, and my tia Paula, and she got me the Radiohead album. Okay, computer. Yeah, yeah. And then before that, my dad got me twice. Um, and he got me, um, a new copy of physical graffiti Okay. because I have all my mom's Zeppelin albums, but for some reason they took houses of the Holy and one of the physical graffiti LPs. So I only had one of them. What do you mean? They took like, she just they, has them? they stole the, somebody at some point oh. took the record from my house, but just the record, like they left the sleeve and everything there. And trust me, I've looked through every record I had. To see if those if they got accidentally put couldn't find them, uh. So they stole a David Bowie record too. I've been trying to collect those lately. I have station. You're welcome station. for low. I get uh I get Young Americans on vinyl. If I was gonna get one Bowie album, Hell yeah, I would get Young Americans on vinyl. I and I have Station to Station, which is a pretty pretty good album, and it's something that is again from my mom's record collection. Like I didn't. There were records that I listened to. Like a lot, like the Hendrix and the Zeppelin, but she had a lot of stuff that I didn't really listen to until later, like the the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. My mom was like listening to John Jovi and Leonard Skinner and Poison, shit like Motley Crue. Yeah, I mean we were listening to Winger and stuff too, but like that that was all the stuff she had collected, you know. Like that was my thing to do was just to sit there with the headphones on and just like spin all her records, you know. Winger. Isn't that Stewart's? Yeah, that's his shirt. Yeah, <laughs> the shirt. That's his shirt. I forget what their what their popular song was, but me too. I had a tape. We had a, my mom had a tape of Winger. I have uh, Hysteria by Def Leppard on vinyl. Did you really know? I, I think my I mom st- had still got CD. it. Oh, do you? Oh yeah. Original pressing? Uh, probably. 
I mean, or at least it's old as like fuck. When, I, it, at least when it came out, fuck, like, right? When it came out, how she does got the it. cover look? Does it look all old and crusty? If it does, no, I took pretty good care good. of it. But it's, I mean, yeah, but it's been around since I was a right. kid. I've got sure. some, like, some of my Zeppelins are pretty old. Some of them, like, they're falling apart. You yeah, know? the Zeppelins <laughs> are falling apart. And I showed you the all the stuff I got from yes, my cousin, all man. that Beatles stuff. That and is Beach like Boys. a treasure chest. Yeah, I've been cleaning it little by little. That's good. I just bought a kit, too. Cypress Hill is going to go on my next Christmas record list, cause, and hopefully we get to have a Christmas this year, uh, a normal Christmas. I know I sure didn't. You guys should do a Christmas album. A Christmas album. Listen to me. A Christmas episode. I love my um, A Very Special Christmas Volume 2 on vinyl. Didn't Weren't you guys going to do a Christmas episode? No? No. Did we yeah, you got to do a Christmas episode. Halloween and then Christmas. What was the other thing we were going to do from this episode? Another episode? <laughs> We've already announced 311. <laughs> We've already. Uh, oh, Halloween roof. one. Oh, yeah, we're doing Halloween. So we got to do all the holidays. And for Thanksgiving, we'll just do songs about food because I already have a cool playlist like that. Do you? Uh, yeah. I do, yeah. I have a playlist. All is it an songs. entire MF Doom album called mm, Food? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe? No, but see, this is why I need you, Jose, so we can build those ultimate playlists. I'm always trying to build this ultimate playlist that doesn't exist, guys. And it's really hard and it bothers me. And it's like one of my OCDs. It's like that and my house being clean. So is every <laughs> playlist that you make like another step towards that? Yeah. Like the lot, like I dude, I make a playlist. I've been making a playlist for every year. That's awesome. I since love that 2013. That. And from that, I've made playlists of like just. The, the different genres of what I've started to like, you know, and then you try to split it up and then you can't quite put it all together, especially with YouTube music now, because it doesn't fucking shuffle like a playlist of like more than a hundred songs. Like it'll play like maybe like 70 of them in a random order. And then it'll just start playing the rest of the playlist. <laughs> yeah, in order. It, You're like, oh, fuck. it is a pain in the ass. Yeah. So that's what, that's why I kind of saw is because, Dude, I used to make playlists with like a couple of them hit like the thousand song limit. Honestly, I, wow. I think it's awesome that you do that. And I think that's something you should do like over a long period of time. And it would be interesting to go back to see all the shit that you were listening to throughout the years. Yeah. And like I like I so I did it. I was actually doing it the other night where I was listening to the. So I, I would make a playlist at like 2017. Right. And I would just throw everything on there. Boom, boom, boom. And then I would make another one called 2017 The Playlist so that I, I could just dump all the shit that I thought was going to be good onto the one playlist oh, that's and then like filter it all out. But I never would delete from the from the big one. I just kept adding to it. And I went back and I started like looking through it and I'm like listening to things that I didn't recognize to see why it was on there yeah. in the first place. So that was pretty that's fun. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool... Uh, Cool way to catalog, you know, the shit you, you've you heard. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking alphabetically. <laughs> right. Basic the, as fuck. Isn't that how uh, the John Cusack's character does it in um, High Fidelity? He does it by, like, the point in his life that he started listening to it or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. 
never seen High Fidelity? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, man. That's like a classic, uh, classic cinema John Cusack. So, okay. So what is it? He, he chooses what based off of that point? He chooses what? What, what was the premise of it that you were saying? Like he, like his record collection is in order of like at what point in his life he heard the music. So even if it was like something old, he would like, you know, it was like in a section. I think so. I think that's what he did in the movie. So you would see years, right? Well, no, but he's just like, <laughs> they, they kind of, they kind of glaze over that part. He's just, <laughs> just like, yeah. This and then he starts remembering the times, you know, not like, oh, this is, this is the catalog of yeah. when I found out my grandma had cancer. And then there's like 10 fucking records. There. Just watch <laughs> High Fidelity, bro. <laughs> Jack Black is in it. It's, oh, no it's fantastic. Yeah. John Cusack, Jack Black, Tim Robbins. Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, who's the oldest? You've never seen this either. You've never seen High Fidelity with John. You're, you're gonna let me get all of that vitriol and of course, bro. I'm not stupid. <laughs> it's been years. I don't oh, remember man. what year that shit came out. In. All right, you guys gotta see this movie. I mean, well, I should I'll know watch because it. I did work at Blockbuster, and that's a big my bad. You guys have watched the hip hop shit on Netflix, right? I know. I think you. Yeah, have. I've seen a good chunk of it. Yeah, some of the stuff that we were talking about. They d- they go through it in there. It's really good. It's kind of addictive at times. Uh, yeah, I th- like if you're into that shit. I tried watching the Wu Tang uh, series of Mike's and Men or the no, Hulu one. The yeah, the Hulu one. That one, uh, Hip Hop Evolution, on on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, in one of the episodes they mention Cypress Hill. They do. I don't Cypress think they talk Hill, about him enough, but <clears throat> they get it mentioned. Yeah, they got some cl- dude. Tequila Sunrise. Is there any, do you have any specific songs that no matter how many Cypress Hill playlists you make, you have to have those songs in there? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean. Just want to kill a man. Cut the hair. Did we even mention that one? Time for action. Oh, uh, no, we haven't. But that's not one of the songs off that album that I picked. No, but so I mean I, that as the casual. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as the filthy casual, that's that's a song that I'm I always remember. You know, and I want to get high, so high. Yeah, illusions, for sure. That's that's my jam. Yeah. So when I saw them, I saw Cypress Hill was my first concert like alone. Really? Imagine. Yeah. So that my, is awesome. So my very first concert was Robert Plant with my mom when I was like seven, at the Miami Arena. My first concert. first concert. Yeah, if I do say so. Uh, Cheap Trick opens. So what? Yeah, so I'm over here thinking mine was awesome because I got to see Bush with Baruga Salt. Yeah, that's wow. a good one too, man. Everything's in, bro. Yeah, Bush. It was a good band, great band. But Cypress Hill at Bayfront. I wrote the date here. Uh, four twenty-seven ninety-six. Ninety-six. I was, I was Fifteen years old, and they had just. They they were touring for Temples of Boom, and I think that's why that album is so special to me because I saw them for that album, and they opened with Illusions, which I'm uh, having I illusion. Yeah, so you always associate them with that album. Yeah, and, ha- and getting to see them. Yeah, seeing them and like for you know my first like concert, my first real concert, uh, which was awesome. You know, 15 years old, you're like. And the roots opened, 
for them. Hell oh, yeah. What? And I didn't even know who the roots were. They were just, you know, that was 96 was what for the roots? Maybe Illadelph. Yeah. And yeah. And the, the one that's in black and white came out like in 99? Uh, yeah. I forget the name of it. Things Fall Apart? Things Fall Apart, yeah. Yeah, but, and, and I didn't know who they were, and, and they did, like, an awesome, like, hip-hop medley at one point. It was it was great, like, of, like, like current stuff. They did Method Man and shit like that. Uh, that's another band that's, like, it's a hip-hop band, you know? Yeah, the, I've but seen The Roots a bunch of times. Same. Yeah, yeah. they always, they, you know, they're just always around, you know? I remember every time I would see them live, they would, like, always close with, Doing like all along the Watchtower, I think it was the Jimi Hendrix cover, mm-hmm. and it was always a fucking jam. Like every time seeing them, live. dude, they cover the shit out of some songs. They do. Let me tell you, they did a whole uh, album of covers. It who's, was uh, the, dude, the one uh, they did with John Legend. Oh, wake, wake up. up! Yeah, that's a really good album. They're, yeah. yeah, they're another monster of a of, of a musical institution because. Yeah. I mean that definitely deserves its own episode. Oh yeah, for sure. The roots. So before so we dig many. ourselves further into the roots. Yeah. <laughs> let's dig ourselves out of Cypress Hill. Jose with the killer transition. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, somebody gotta bring this animal back. This runaway train. That's all. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything that we didn't mention about Cypress Hill? I'm sure there's going to be some stuff, you know. I mean, we barely scratched the surface. I mean, we mentioned them once with Psycho Realm. And I wish they would have released more stuff other than what they did with him on it. Because mm-hmm. the first album it was cool because it still had the Cypress Hill sound, but with just a little, like a little different. Like Cypress Hill Cousins or something like that, right? <laughs> But originally, he, uh, Be Real wasn't part of that. Like he, he heard him. He had to audition for them, right? He liked the sound and the stuff that they were making. And he's like, oh, let me boost your, your profile. Right. And let me join the group and let's just make music together. They made that first album. And they released an EP where he, I believe Be Real was on like two to three tracks. But he wasn't on the whole thing. And then any, any further releases, he wasn't in the group. But he would pop up occasionally. And just like Be Real would be on a sick jacket and is the main guy from I think Psycho Realm. I saw him on Rogan and he, uh, I think he said that he Be had, Real? Yeah, I think he said he, he had to audition for them. And that he, yeah, he yeah. tried rapping for them, but he didn't do like the way he sounds normally now. And uh, they were like, nah, no, you're you going to have to change yeah. it up. And then he was like, fuck it, let me just try this thing. And they're like, yeah, that's it. That's, that's such an awesome project. Oh, I love that album. Yeah, I do have, yeah, All Along the Watchtower. Psycho Realm does a version with Be Real. So that's the only thing we didn't mention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't really mention the fact that uh, Elephants on Acid is the first album entirely produced by DJ Muggs since. Right. Four. And it's and it's really it's really dark. Yeah, it's, it's a, a dance. Dance. like it's a really 
dark. Like the whole sound, the, sound the vibe of it is real dark. Like depressing slit your wrist dark or like. It's like the closest thing to Temples of Boom. Yeah. In overall vibe. Like it's been the first time that they've been able to really get that sound back. Yeah, because everything else was, you know, piecemealed and produced right. by them or, you know, somebody else. Of course, it's that sound expanded upon. It's not like it sounds like you're listening to a rehash of that album. Yeah, it's it's <coughs> definitely not. There's no real callbacks to the music like there were on other albums. This is so, definitely something different, but it's like it is real dark, like Temples of Boom, like real. There's nothing like really upbeat on it, right? Everything's like a weird mid-tempo. Everything yeah. sounds very dissonant. Really? Yeah, everything yeah. is just like a weird... Um, there might be maybe one upbeat track. Let's not put them in the ground. It? <laughs> no, it's the... The most upbeat track on the album is put them in the ground. I think it's the Crazy? first track. A Tusk, Tusco intro. Oh, no. Uh, ban, ban, the ban the Gypsies. gypsies. Did this intro? Yeah, this is the Ban the Gypsies track. It has a very uh, heavy Middle Eastern influence. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up on that too. But a majority of the album, it's not just this track. Oh, really? Yeah, like the cover of the album. Yeah. Or is uh, Volta um, that one album? Has that kind of sound? I, I must say, this is That's such an awesome song. The cover for this album is definitely the coolest album cover they have. Last album, they released, yeah. yeah, so it almost sounds like Elephant's one. Like, it's, like if you keep in mind, like the, the fact that it's called Elephant's on that. I mean, like, yeah. 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 They, they were one of the first real, like, crossover acts. energy stuff is what helps him do that. I don't know, at least from my... Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, the first couple of albums, it was all that, you know? So... Yeah, and Eric Bobo is on this. Once people that smoke... It's a classic lineup. are listening to music, then for sure you're gonna jam. And Sick Jackin's on it. Who? Sick Jackin's on Elephants on Acid. Who's that? From Psycho Realm. Oh. He's on that song, Locos. Eric Bobo... Was a Beastie Boys transplant. That's right. He was with the Beastie Boys for a long time, and he actually Super early on, right? He actually played on some Three Eleven albums. Which ones? I don't know. I gotta look that up. But it had to have been early on, right? Yeah, I I, I wanna. Uh, I think so. Maybe like down era, like Blue Album era. Yeah, it sounds pretty. Once they were like in a big studio, probably out in LA. You know, same time as the Beastie Boys were out in L.A. I legit cracked out on Cypress Hill for a smooth two and a half weeks. Yeah, for sure. For sure. A while back. I, I was listening to I, I was listening to the first three albums for sure. Like I just 
I revisited all of them. I was like, I haven't heard these in so long, you know? And it's, it's weird. Like I have a weird relationship with hip hop because it's just, it always seems to come like in and out of my life. Right. I remember, you know, obviously the beastie boys were there at the beginning and then it was a lot of like that eighties rock that I got into and then there was grunge, but then somebody gave me like a Wu-Tang tape and I was like, oh, it was Wu-Tang. And then, you know, it was, then it was like the grunge stuff and, you know, like then the roots come along and the Cypress Hills come along, you know, it's always, it always pops in and out of there, you know? Right. And then forget it. Once I met you, like that was so the much only connection yeah so much hip-hop so much more hip-hop um that's always happened to me where like one person funnels like a ton of like certain kind of music to me yeah yeah for sure i still try to listen to a lot of hip-hop you know i i still try to listen to like what's popular now even though i'm i don't really dig a lot of it but i can find stuff i like that coda the friend dude is pretty cool um, Saba the Great is really good. Yeah. Uh, Earth Gang. Yeah, Earth Gang. Freddie Gibbs. You, you get two Andre 3000s. Earth Gang. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, I like the J. Cole stuff. and uh, His new album. I, I haven't listened to J. it J. Cole, yet. to me, is a good rapper making music that makes me sleepy. Uh, <laughs> he's a sleepy. He's a super uh-huh. like a good lyricist. I just think he, he could be making better music. I like that Boz guy. His new album is really good, though. It is? Yeah. I'll check it out. I know. It's a new release. It's a good I record. Check, checked out. Like, it's well-produced. Mm-hmm. So, it sounds like, Have especially with that, headphones. Uh, what was it? Wayne, Nicky, and Drake song that came out recently? Oh, that's um on, on Nicki Minaj's. Uh, they re-released her mixtape. Oh, yeah. Like, her first mixtape on Young Money. And they added a bunch of neat tracks. And that one's on there? Yeah. See, that, you know, I like Drake. You know, I like Kendrick. I like Kendrick. Speaking of, yes. you want to talk about Kendrick, a, a missed opportunity on a vinyl? They were selling the clear red vinyl on his website for damn mm-hmm. uh, autographed for $50 pre-sale, bro. What? Yes. And when I saw it, I was like, oh. I can't believe I didn't get this. Bro. That's not bad. Yeah, of course it's not bad because that out al- that that's an amazing album. You know, you like want to, so like yeah, see like that. You know, like, but also it's very. He was very popular. It's popular. Um, I'm kind of really into like how to pimp a butterfly. How to pimp a butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. But I liked I liked Dan too. Yeah, you know, good that's kid, Mad City, I mean, well crafted piece of art. Yeah, man. Yeah, he put out some great albums, man. But, you know, and he had, you know, Dre behind him, too. So, I mean, if you got Dre in your corner, it's kind of. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you have an advantage. Yeah, that Compton album that Dre did and Kendrick was on there, all those guys, Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack, I like a lot. Hell yeah. So. And he can rap. And he can rap. And play the fuck out of a drum set. Yes, man. You know, I, I love music. I've always loved music. You know, I. I love records and just like finding new stuff. And, you know, I think that's why, that's why we get along so well, right. you know, yeah. uh, that's something that I for me, it's like, it's easy to get kind of lost in what you're used to listening to and 
not try to venture out and find new stuff. See, and that's 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 what happens is a lot of people like they say after like your mid thirties you don't go out looking for music anymore. <laughs> like you stay, <laughs> you stay within like you are the exception, of course. I, I, I hope <laughs> you you stay, you know, like within the stuff that you knew up to then. You right. know, people uh, do that a lot. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, there's a lot of people at my job that you our know, generation does that a lot. Yeah, they they just love all you know. This this one chick is just like, she's still just listening to like Trick Daddy and you know old Cash Money stuff, and I'm just like, dude, do you listen to anything new? I was like, you know, she's like, no, nah, I just listen to this stuff all the time. Like, like man, like, they don't even drop. Like most artists will not last that long. Will are not gonna have a thirty year career. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll go back and listen to it whenever I want to. Yeah. I try not to only listen to that stuff. It's it's hard not to get stuck in that like, oh, let me just put on something I know I'm going to be I'm going to be comfortable listening to. Yeah. I mean, most of my like I'll just every Friday, bro, I'll just start like dropping albums into my queue and just listening to it just like it, whether Random I've heard of them or the not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I sometimes there's some gems in there and sometimes there's some some total bombs, but right. some lemons. Yeah. <laughs> but Cypress Hill, bro. I mean, probably like I said, I got in trouble for wearing their t-shirts as a kid. <laughs> I, um, That's you awesome. know, I, I probably started smoking weed because of them. Um, I mean, between you'd be, you'd wow. be doing them a disservice. By yeah. That. If they didn't, no, by not, if oh. they didn't get like an honorable mention into like, you know, um, contributing yeah they're one of the, like the first advocates that we were exposed to as kids man yeah you know it, that was a lot of their marketing and stuff what they would put out there is like yo we, we smoke weed fuck yeah you know <laughs> and as a kid you were like yeah man fuck weed bro yeah smoke weed bro <laughs> yeah man look at my look at my cypress hill shirt bro i got a smoke weed leaf right weed there dark. so awesome <laughs> I mean, you smirk, you, you, you smirk, you smoke, you smirk, herb. <laughs> you smirk, smoke, herb, herb. smoke herb. Yeah, man. Smoke herb, Let's go. I know where to get a nickel bag, dude. Yep. I'll go I got you. Just wait dollars. right here. Here's mm. two bucks. Wait right here. I'll be right back. Get a nickel you, bag. I don't you know? think this guy's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's happened to me before. Shit. <laughs> He's like, shit. Right up on the hole and be like, oh, let me get two tens. He's like, sorry, all we got is 20s. And he'd give you like a nickel bag. You're like, oh. I had a dude that uh, in high school in HMO, I would, I would use one of the first guys I would use to get work from. Like a friend of mine introduced me to him. So then one time I was like, yo, let's get a let's get a nickel bag. And we're like, yo, let's go find Johnny. His name was Johnny. And like we find him. He hooks us up with these other dudes, give the other dudes the five bucks. They're like, we'll be back. They never show up again. The next time I see Johnny, he's like, yo, my bad, dog. I'm gonna hook you up from our personal stash. I feel responsible for the for uh the thievery or whatever. <laughs> this guy like gives me his own shit. Oh, that's it. at least you got oh, some good-natured Savior. young herb smokers of, you know, high school. Yeah. I mean, they know the struggle. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not, the nothing struggle like, of acquiring some some weed. Nothing like nothing like the smell of some some old regos. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Yo, picking those seeds though. Yep. 
Don't let you forget one in there. And let that flame crackle. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Our dozens of listeners <laughs> can pick out the seeds and stems of their weed to our latest playlist featuring Cypress Hill. That's how you bring it back. And that's Beautiful. how we bring it back. And that's how we do it here as Souvenir Sounds, as Jose likes to say. Come here for the conversations and leave with the playlist. Oh, damn. You should rewind that and turn it up. And let Jose whisper that shit into your ear one more time. I I need to hear it like ASMR. (laughs) You need to hear it up close? Like that? Or whispered gently. Should my mustache hairs grace the grill of the (laughs) microphone? (laughs) (laughs) Hear them gently rustling against the metal grill of the microphone. (laughs) I... I wanna, I wanna hear that. I'm gonna. I can't wait to edit all of this. <laughs> I can't wait to edit all of this. I can't wait to listen to this. <laughs> Rain this train back. Let's yeah. try this one. All right. Have a good. One. Yeah, my arm hurts from holding this damn microphone the whole time. <laughs> have you tried? My condolences, on? good sir. You can't. I did. I have a few times already. <laughs> I'm just tired of holding the yeah. mic. Swap hands. All right. All right. Well, that was a fun ride, guys. Thank you, Johnny, for joining. Yeah, man. We'll see you next time. Uh, something I think would be a fun ride for you to be part of. Yeah. Let's finish getting high. Peace.